0: Hey everyone, welcome to Timeline Scavengers, the podcast specifically designed to last forever. I'm James Anderson, one of your hosts.
1: And I'm Colin Parker, one of your other hosts. On this show, we're going through the MCU in historical order, scene by scene, until the end of time.
0: But we're not doing it alone. We have the last of the first guests to come back for a second time. It's Mike Snyder. Hello. Yeah,
2: I think I that follow. Uh, yeah.
0: Last of the uh, first of the second. But
2: hi, I'm Mike Snyder. Uh, this is the last episode before they put me back on cold freeze and they t- they boot me down.
0: We're gonna put you back in the healing pod yep. because you're healed, but you're still kind of robotic. Right.
2: I got. I got. A, I got. Char- I got a charge in that charging pod
0: absolutely you 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 did the thing where it was like you were slightly off so it looked like you were charging but you
2: actually weren't charging right it was like not yeah. quite charging but like not You're actually just draining the battery
0: the whole time yeah. actually right. exactly. I, i'm feeling you using all you the know,
2: power to turn the light on and yeah off. i'm trying mm-hmm. to do as much as i can i'm feeling a little low on power but you know what i can make it through this episode i'm pretty oh. sure i can get it through this episode great i believe in you thank you I don't. And don't like like oh, okay, Colin don't doesn't believe. I'm gonna, you know I what, do for you, I'm it. gonna spite you and I'm gonna make it through the entire episode.
1: See, there you go, See? it works, it, it works it, like a charm. Sometimes every time.
2: that, it has to work.
0: Michael's in the outfield.
1: <laughs> I didn't realize that was supposed to be like angel wings. I thought what you were doing was like, you know like in wrestling and stuff like, or even in a sports event where they want the fans right, right. to make a lot of noise, so they're going like this, like, you know, <laughs> cheer louder. I thought here's, that's what you were doing. I thought issue. you were like, cheer louder for <laughs> my, Mike, everyone. My
0: arms were, my hands, my palms were pointed towards the ground, so it was more right. of a thing. But we couldn't see where you're... You couldn't see yeah, that yeah. because, yeah, my wingspan is just so yeah. large because I'm incredibly mm-hmm. uh, powerfully built. Like
1: the California Condor or the Wandering Albatross. The Wandering mm-hmm. Albatross, I believe. Yeah, the Wandering Albatross has the biggest mm-hmm. wingspan.
2: That's right. Mm. And James does strike me as a Wandering Albatross. yeah I'm more of a Wandering Albatross. Ooh.
0: Like... Oh. What on earth did Koenig mean? We'll get to that later. <laughs> okay. Um, you're going to start at 3411. You're going to end 34 short seconds later at 3445 because we got to load them up uh, little montage, little quiet scene here. Um, we had a get, let's get dressed in our costumes at the beginning of 1931. We're going to end up in a similarly amount of the way from the end with a let's gear up for some gunfight. Um. Here's what happens. Meanwhile, the team loads up. Colson, Johnson, Koenig, and Enoch will go to the, to get Mackenzie and Shaw, whereas, this MCU wiki writer wrote whereas here, um, Simmons and Rodriguez will stay on the Zephyr. Rodriguez initially wants to go, but Johnson convinces her not to. So th- this scene is largely taken up by Yo-Yo saying, I'm going to go, and Johnson saying, no, but don't. And Yo-Yo saying, okay. And then uh, Colson hands Kane a gun, <laughs> and then that's basically
2: it. Yeah, um, uh, Colson does have a cool little hat brim tug. Oh, for it's, sure, it's really I cool. I was too
0: distracted by the the hole in his jacket. That was I don't distracting. Know if you guys yes. were, yeah. Um, you know that's from when he also, got shot, right? Yeah, I think so. Yes, yeah. but we uh, I mean, caught it on something. I think there was a loose nail on the zephyr. It. <laughs> No, but uh, Enoch's head being completely repaired and him having that hole in the jacket, I'm like, Chronicoms, what a wonder of science.
1: Well, one of them is like prosthetic and makeup and shit, right? But one of them is just... And clothing. the other one's
2: Enoch, right? <laughs> one of <them>. Oh, right.
1: <laughs> okay.
0: All right, so oh, man. here's my... I have uh, some information about the Tommy gun. Okay. But before I get to information about the Tommy gun, will you both help me in a Google search that I was unable to find any information on. Colson hands Koenig the rifle, and Koenig says, Morning Reverend. And what the fuck does that mean? Is I guess my question. I could I I searched Reverend, I searched Reverend as slang for gun. I searched Morning Reverend as slang for gun. I searched Morning Reverend slang. I searched rifle names, thinking maybe this was the name of a gun. The closest I got was that reverends are peacemakers, Mm. in a way. Or, like, you greet a reverend with such familiarity as he is greeting this gun because he knows this gun very well. Neither of those really felt great, so...
1: This is related to, but
0: Tom Tom Holland has a new TikTok.
1: There is a (laughs) Reverend William Edward Koenig. Mm. But this is from 2021, so it couldn't have been a reference to that. So forget that one.
0: It's just such a baffling thing to say. It almost feels like You say something, this happens to me often, maybe you two will relate, you say something that you thought was going to sound cooler when you thought of it in your head, yeah. and then you say it, and then you walk away quickly before anyone has a chance to comment on the fact that you just said, morning, reverend, <laughs> in a way that you would say, like, that like a body, like, English, like, dancing girl would say to a man in the morning, like, oh, a little bit of the old morning, reverend. Like, you know what I mean? Like it sounds like it sounds like English innuendo, and it's not either of those things. It's about a gun.
2: So I've not found anything. Uh, a lot of uh, church results uh, yeah. that I've found. I did find a uh, transcript of the episode that does gives no context. Um, yep. But this has given me an idea. Okay. And this is kind of going to go off on a little bit of tangent. So just go ahead and.
1: Now I ain't going to lie to you. The bull is done and messed up. They went off on a tangent and just derailed the entire show. Let's get back on track, shall we? Tangents.
0: The word reverend is so weird because right. it almost feels like he's taking the gun. Like, like Colson is handing out communion. Like, it's like, you know, here you go, and here's one for you, and here's one for you. But the word reverend connotes...
2: I don't think this is anything, but I have okay. found something of interest. I'll put it that way. I have found a uh, a painting by Roger Kuntz uh, called Good Morning Reverend that was on uh, PBS's uh, Antiques Roadshow. Uh, but, but the painting is from 1951 so
0: yeah i saw that one okay shit, so yeah.
2: time out outside of the time stream but it, at least right. it includes the words morning referent and that's all, I, right. all i've been able to find so far
1: so yeah i don't see anything so like i i was trying to maybe go off of the peacemaker type situation
0: yeah um which nowadays is so hard to search oh i'm i know yeah,
1: yeah. But the thing is, like, that was an actual type of gun. That was like what they sure. used in Westerns and stuff like that. That's but that what, was uh,
0: Marty McFly had in Back to the Future with Me.
1: It's also probably more along the lines of what Deke is currently firing rather than what they right, are about to right. fire.
0: Once again, our segment, dear Craig Titley. I need to know what you mean by this. <laughs> Why on earth did you write this?
2: Yeah, I, I kind of I, I'm assuming it's similar to the Hello Governor of like you know, right. like just yeah. kind of a, just a thing that some someone could utter and just be done with it.
0: Well, like, like, um, you know how, uh, that's what she said used to be as the dancing girl said to the bishop, like you hear Alfred Hitchcock makes a, that's what she said joke, but it's as the dancing girl said I to the see. bishop. Yeah. Kind of that, but there's no context here in any way.
2: <laughs> yeah. It's just, it's just a, a a phrase that is uttered, and then we move on <laughs> completely. It,
0: there's a delete. There's one deleted scene from this episode, and in it, the mysterious woman reveals her name is Viola, and that she has this relationship to the Maliks, and this is how old she is, and <laughs> Koenig talks about how he always calls guns reference.
2: <laughs> This is what I call the clergy. They call. Yeah, exactly. They
0: call. <laughs> they, they took that one out. They're like, we don't need this. But Craig Titley was out sick that day. And then he came back and they were shooting. And he was like, wait a minute. Wait a minute. What'd you do with that? Oh, we got rid of it. That was a load bearing scene. <laughs> <laughs> All
1: right. I asked Patton Oswalt just now. Oh we'll yeah, see if, there we go. A friend of the show, Patton Oswalt. So I'm sure.
0: Yeah. Hey, he, as I always need to say, went to uh, high school the other high school in my area at the time. I went to I went to the one, and he went to the other. Not at the same time, but you know, right.
1: So, and well, my father well, went to Fairfax High.
0: Right. Anyways, uh, okay. So, Coulson and Koenig uh, have Tommy guns. I don't think that Daisy or has yeah, got
1: quake powers. Ha-
0: Right. Um, so they have Tommy guns, and so here's some information about the Tommy gun. So it is technically called the Thompson submachine gun, sure is. also known as. Here's a little bit of weaponized alias investigations. Alias uh, investigations. Tommy gun. Chicago typewriter, yep. Chicago piano, uh-huh. or trench broom.
1: There's also the trench sweeper. Boy,
2: uh-huh.
1: uh huh. Chicago style, uh, Chicago organ grinder, Ooh. and the chopper.
2: The chopper. I kind of like the chopper. chopper. I know, I get what it's talking about, which is grizzly, but the name is catchy.
1: I like Chicago <laughs> organ grinder because, like, Lord, that's like really gross, honestly. But I feel like that's kind of what this like. If I mean, you, that you actually was what got hit do. by this gun, it is what it would do, for sure. I, I personally prefer Chicago but...
0: typewriter because of the, onompo- the onoma, onomatopoetic uh, qualities and of the typewriter. And when it
1: gets fully done with a little ring, you have
0: to... Right. right. And when it's done with you, you're written off... So uh, the Tommy Gun is a blowback-operated, air-cooled, magazine-fed, selective-fire submachine gun. So uh, many hyphens uh, in that description.
1: Hey, can I just say I've never heard James say a sentence more in a in a way that was like, "Tell me, you know nothing about weapons." You know yeah, what I mean, like, uh, I don't how to say that. Like, here's
0: a hey, f- fun, quick <laughs> mini game. Okay. Which am I able to fake more of a knowledge of, drugs and alcohol or web, or, or, or guns? I think
1: surprisingly drugs and alcohol. Yeah, I
0: would say so. Right. That is, cor- that is the correct answer. So it was invented by the United States Army Brigadier General John T. Thompson, assuming the T also stands for Thompson. Of course. Um, in 1918. Wait, it was so you originally- think his
1: name is John Thompson Thompson? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Like Mario Mario and, Ma- yeah, exactly. and Luigi Mario?
0: Where do you think right, they got exactly. the idea for it? John is yeah. not actually his real first name.
1: Is it so, Tom um, Thomas Tom- It's Tom. Yeah. yeah Thomas yeah. Thompson Tom- Thompson.
0: Right. Exactly. It's actually Tom Tommy Thompson. It's uh, increasing. Yeah. His family like ex- to, you know,
2: expand it over time.
0: Jack John Jonathan was his dad. Mm-hmm. Um,
1: Jack and John, same so- amount of letters, but okay.
0: <laughs> it was originally designed to break the stalemate of trench warfare of World War One. So that's why Trench Broom French, trench yeah. That makes sense. Also, just real quick, picture World War One with Tommy guns, because it's it's pretty a rough. wildly violent thing. Hey, World and that's War because One is
1: crazy. If you ever yeah, World War One is crazy. Yeah, like the for first sure. flamethrowers and stuff like that. It was yeah. brutal. Well, yeah, that I mean, like, like, stuff was wild yeah. in
0: yeah. and of itself. Just the gas part, yeah, and also the the endless like. Let's dig holes in this dirt, <laughs> and just like, be there for a while, like. Anyways, um, it was not finished until after the war ended. So there weren't Tommy guns in World War I because we weren't done making them yet. Because I have to imagine United States Army Brigadier General John T. Thompson was fighting in the war. Sure. So um, it's so hard to design new weaponry when you're using the old stuff. Um, The Thompson became notorious during the Prohibition era used as a signature weapon of various organized crime syndicates in the United States in the 1920s. It was a common sight in the media at the time and was used by both law enforcement officers and criminals. Common sight in the media at the time, keep that in mind, because there's going to be a direct, underlined, bold, italics reference to that in about four scenes. The Thompson has been referred to by one researcher. This was an unnecessary thing to copy-paste, but it delighted me so much, so here it is. The Thompson has been referred to by one researcher as the gun that made the 20s roar.
1: That's a pretty is, good line, yeah. I got it's very it's right. poetic,
0: yeah. Um, even if you don't know the term the Roaring 20s, it's still very good. It is the first weapon to be labeled and marketed as a submachine machine gun. Um, because it never mind no, in 1928, no, 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 no. no, 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 no yeah, let's let's hear because the joke. it does what it's told. Um, in 1928. <laughs> federal laboratories took over distribution of the weapon from thompson's auto Ordnance corporation the new cost was listed as 225 dollars per weapon which is the equivalent of three thousand three hundred and ninety one dollars in 2020. five dollars per 50 round drum so we can say that that is about 60 bucks and three dollars per 20 round magazine so that is just about 20 bucks um that is some loose math based on just decimal system stuff, but okay. um, I don't know how much guns cost.
2: Yeah. I So neither. I
0: don't know what that looks like, but uh, $3,000 for anything feels like, can I drive it? Um, and if not, why am I paying so much? Money? Right. Um, so that is all I have for the Tommy gun and this episode. Uh, if you all are ready for me to move into the radio of 1931,
1: uh yeah hang on one second I have to turn this little dial Okay, wow. October 11th
0: 1931 the American album of familiar music debuts on NBC which sounds it, Mike it sound, true or false sounds like a Futurama television yes, program yes it also or a sounds television. like
2: the 1930s edition of now that's what we call music
0: hey you know what it's not not that <laughs> 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 so it's a radio program of popular music broadcast from October eleventh, nineteen thirty one to June twentieth, nineteen fifty-four. So this one this one hung around for a long time. Is that like, like on,
1: their equivalent of like the the top hits of the eighties, nineties and today kind of thing?
0: A little bit, yeah. It, it sounds it sounds it sort also of like a sounds like a little a, bit
2: like TRL.
0: Uh-huh. And Colin, what's one more? <laughs> Wait, I'm sorry. Hold on one moment. Just take a second. Wait a second. Wait a minute
1: now i ain't gonna lie to you the bull is done and messed up they went off on a tangent and just derailed the entire show let's get back on track shall we tangents
0: all right shut up i need to keep talking
2: um (laughs)
0: that's also a reference from oh okay i did not realize (laughs) i just
2: it's james james wants his blue block now so uh
0: this show I don't even know what we're talking about anymore. No so it, it, uh sponsored by Bear Aspirin. The show highlighted performances by a variety of vocalists, instrumentalists, and vocal groups. When it began on October 11th, 1931 on NBC, the lead vocalists were Frank Munn and Virginia Ree or Rhea maybe, two of early radio's top stars. What I'm about to read you makes me think that there is a James Anderson existing in the early 1930s. And giving people names on radio. Okay. Because of their previous appearances as Paul Oliver and Olive Palmer on the Palm Olive <laughs> Hour.
2: Yeah. It, it, that James Anderson just happens to work for Paul <laughs> Olive as well.
0: Paul Oliver and Olive Palmer on the Palm Olive Hour uh was where they first were from 1927 to 1931. Uh Ring Lardner, who is the person that is quoted here, presumably something knows something about radio in nineteen thirty, observed, under any name, they sound as
2: sweet. Well that's nice.
0: So, so that is the American album of familiar music. Um it basically it's it was sort of the like we're gonna play music, we're gonna have people on, uh ladies and gentlemen the weekend sort of deal. Mm-hmm. Um Salt kind of, actually, and tea-
1: pepper. Sorry. <laughs>
0: TRL is actually I'm actually really upset because TRL is actually a really good reference because it was it actually it had it was music videos and then you have in in studio performances okay. that was basically the whole thing. yeah cool and also people would call in and it's the only place where like blink 182 would be like the winner right now you know number one video blink 182's first date now here's Christina Aguilera yeah. like that kind of stuff right. hey Colin that's going to do it for me about five and a half minutes ago. So if you want to take us to social media. Holy
1: shit. I just saw the length of time. Uh, yeah, let's get through here. We have less than five episodes left in 1931, which is true. It's four episodes it's
0: left. It's four, yeah. It gonna... is less
1: than five. So yeah,
0: <laughs> uh, just That's mathematically correct. I mean, and...
1: if it was two, it would still be less than five, but it's four. We have four left. Uh, so thank you so much. We're nearly through this episode, and I'm very excited for uh, for what comes next. But I'm also excited mm-hmm. for the ending of this episode because they yeah. move quickly.
0: <laughs> oh, yeah. Uh,
1: so yeah. It's, it's very, very cool. Uh, so if you would like to hear more about what we're going to be talking about, check us out on Twitter at Timeline Scav. Uh, you can also follow us uh, at Scavengers Net for the podcast network that we're a part of. And you can find me personally at Colin M. Parker talking about my son, Peter Parker, uh, because his movie is coming to digital and Blu-ray and I'm just very excited. They've been sharing a bunch of pictures and I love it. So, you know, go check me out there. Uh, James, where can people find you and what are the things that you're probably going to be talking about for the next month?
0: Well, you can find me at Unabashed James talking about my uncle, Richard Dean Anderson, who uh, was, of course, MacGyver. Um, also Anthony Anderson, the lead actor on the television show, blackish who I am not related to. Anymore. <laughs>
1: <laughs> okay.
0: I don't know that I've ever talked about either Anthony Anderson or Richard Dean Anderson a single time on my Twitter. So come to <laughs> me for, uh, random music stuff, random movie stuff, TV shows that people watched about seven years ago. Yeah. Uh, Anna Kendrick and Annie Murphy, Wizard Pictures, and I'm thinking about doing a new a new thing uh, where I watch watch stuff and listen to stuff that came out in 1992, and just talk about it briefly on Twitter
1: because that was 30 years ago. I see. Okay, gotcha. Makes sense. Okay, uh, yeah. and then
0: like Free Jack.
1: <laughs> yeah, you've mentioned it a couple of times recently. I get that. Uh, and then Mike.
0: <laughs>
2: yes.
1: Where can people find you and what can they expect to hear you talking about?
2: So, you, next can, month or so? you can find my personal Twitter at the gigas, uh, T H E G I G G A S. Um, you can, since we're all talking about similar, uh, our, our nephews and cousins and uncles and what have you, uh, I talk about my I, uncle, uh, D. Snyder, uh, from Twisted Sister quite a lot. Actually, no, I don't. I've never mentioned is he gonna take it or okay, no, no he's not gonna take it, not anymore. Okay um no but uh mostly on there i just kind of tweet nonsense uh so and then uh, occasionally tweet jokes at the podcasts i do uh which is great uh so uh if you'd Mm -hmm. like to watch or watch if you'd like to watch my podcast actually we do do a live video show uh for patrons but that's a different discussion uh if you'd like to listen to my podcast the one we're currently doing is called good morning greendale at good greendale perfect
1: um, so thank you so much Mike for joining us
2: uh, uh, it, the pleasure is all mine to spend hey what give me some hey, no 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 whoop. evenly distribute that okay line. we can evenly distribute but I have had a wonderful time talking with my friends Colin James Aww.
0: thank you we appreciate we,
2: that we've, we've enjoyed having you on we're excited to have you on in the future mm-hmm. I look forward to uh, scenes where uh, you know in whatever year it shows up in.
1: time is weird uh, so we'll be yep. seeing you again in some amount of time so thank you so much for joining us as always i'm colin parker
2: i'm james anderson i'm mike snyder Excelsior.